0: My name is uh, Roselle Benali. I'm half Oglala Lakota, half Navajo, Diné, and I try to make films. How long have you been making film for? Well, it started when I was in high school, so that was about 10 years ago, and um, it just progressed with uh, skateboard videography. I used to skateboard with Apache Skateboards, so I did a lot of independent projects with the company. And I started making small, short documentaries with my own um, with my own budget. So, how did you get connected in with Apache skateboards? I was hanging out with this band in Santa Fe, New Mexico. There, they were called Chocolate Helicopter. Uh, Rose Simpson was the lead singer. Mike Tubles was. The drummer, Doug Tubles, was a guitar player. Cougar Vigil was a bass player. Uh, Jake Fragwa was a part of the band. Um, amongst other people, Mike at one time used to DJ with them. Watermelon 7 used to kick it with them and play with them and stuff. So uh, I was in touch with that, with that group of people. They knew Douglas Miles of Apache Skateboards and we went on a road trip so that they could play music at the Apache Skate Blast in San Carlos, Arizona. And I skateboarded, I took my camera to document the whole trip and I ended up skating during the competition and I got spotted, I got recognized by the team and by Douglas and he asked if I wanted to skate for the team and that's how I got sponsored by Apache and that's how i kind of came about with my career so to speak that was that was the beginning of it so you kind of wove
1: together filmmaking and skateboarding through the through the avenue of apache skateboards
0: yeah i mean I, i've skated since i was really young and skateboarding and filmmaking go hand in hand and it's something that i never really consciously thought about pursuing it just sort of happened and I like to think that the best things in life kind of just happen without like planning and it was an opportunity and I You know took the opportunity and I thought hey, why not skateboarding filmmaking? It works.
1: How was your reception? um, in entering into the skateboarding community as being a woman and do you feel like you had any kind
0: of any kind of struggle with that, or do you feel it like like it wasn't even a big deal? When I was growing up, it was a struggle, so to speak. A lot of males didn't take me seriously. I just loved to skateboard and it really I didn't really see a future in it. I never really thought of skateboarding like I had a future professional future in it It was something I liked to do, it was an escape. It was a way for me to be independent and to, uh, I guess, express myself in a way as well. As a woman, now, I look back thinking of how small the female skateboard community really is and it's really super tight-knit. And then you take into account that um, I'm Native you know coming from rapid city coming from rough rock arizona it it was something that it wasn't i wasn't conscious about i thought about I, would, I never really thought oh i'm a woman and i skateboard or i'm native and i skateboard it was just kind of something that happened and I tried, although males wouldn't take me seriously when I was younger, when I got older, 18, 19, 20, and then when I started skating with Apache, I realized, you know, I had, I had respect. I had respect for my team. I had respect from my boss, my sponsor. I had respect from the skate community you know, in Albuquerque and Santa Fe wherever, and I think that does have to do with the fact that the female skateboarding community is so small, and that I was out there having fun. I think that's what it came down to, but it wasn't something like oh i'm I'm a woman, and I'm gonna skate or I'm native, and I'm gonna skate, and I'm gonna make a difference. It wasn't ever anything like that. It was just something that I like to do and I love to do. I still love to do it. So you still skate? Yeah, I still skate on occasion. I have a quiver of of boards. I have a long board, short board. I have a whole collection of skateboards. So I just, you know, throw some trucks and wheels on it and go cruise for whatever situation. (laughs) Whether it's a bowl or downhill or just cruising to the store, you know, weather permitting. You know, I like to get out there.
1: So let's talk about music as inspiration for you. It seems like you're DJing now, right?
0: Yeah, I DJ on Sundays at a little bar downtown called the Matador, and um, here in Santa Fe, and. It's something that I never thought I'd ever get into. I grew up listening to punk rock and hardcore, and I always thought DJing was for like electronic dance music aficionados and <laughs> hip-hop heads. I never thought I could, you know, play music for people in a punk rock dive bar and call myself a DJ (laughs) so (laughs) yeah uh, it's fun though I really appreciate it I like I like playing music for people you know while they're having a good time and hanging out and stuff it's that's what it's about and do you
1: use music in your filmmaking incorporating that as an element a creative
0: stream I do it's music is one of the biggest influences in my filmmaking It's hard as a small, independent filmmaker to have access to music that I grew up listening to and to utilize that music within film because it requires licensing and there's copyright issues and all that legal BS. But it's cool having um, musician friends. Mm. And it provides an opportunity to collaborate to work with one another um, when we're all doing you know like the same thing which is self producing content self producing art you know a lot of us don't have the luxury of having a lot of money to do what we love to do and I think it's really cool when we're able to collaborate with one another, help out one another, and create just cool exciting fun stuff. I think it's really important that you know we work together in that sense and we're not always trying to like compete with one another or one-up one another. I mean we're all in this you know because it's our passion, the arts, you know it's our passion whether we like to make film whether we make music, whether we skateboard, whether we, you know, take photos, whether we do podcasts.
1: (laughs) 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 Would you say that there's um, something happening in your generation of Indigenous people?
0: Yes, I actually do think that there really is something happening with I mean, the word something is such a generic word, it, but... <laughs> it is. It, there is something, and I think it has to do with a, a like some sort of paradigm shift, like a, a shift with just mentality. I think a lot of us, sh- not only do we strive to be different, but we just are different. And I think, not that we strive to be different, but I think it's more we are embracing our differences from like Western colonized society. And I think a lot of us come from such mixed backgrounds that we're trying to find something, you know, deeper within us that isn't so superficial and mass media or or anything. And I think we're just trying to find something deeper. And I think there really is something happening with our generation. It's like a paradigm shift and I think a lot of it has to do with like mentality, spirituality, trying to find something deeper, connect with something greater than us because, you know, we are killing our earth and there's a lot of brutal things happening right now. You know, there's so many police brutality happenings and there's fracking going on, there's the oil industry. There's, quote, you know, global warming, you know, our, our water is being depleted, you know, and our water is our life source, you know, as a lot of our indigenous knowledge and background says that water is our life, and it's true, and, we you know, what's going to happen if, you know, we don't have any water, and I think a lot of our people of this generation, indigenous young people, are starting to really recognize that and are starting to feel it you know and it goes back to like the seven generations you know like what it, where and in what condition is our earth going to be seven generations from now and I think a lot of our young people are being conscientious and conscious of that and do you deal with those kind
1: of issues in your art making in your films What or what do you work
0: on and work through in your filmmaking? I think those topics are really heavy. And those topics are heavily research-based. And I, for myself, do not consider myself an expert of the deeper knowledge of what's happening right now with our Earth. Um, My films, I try to focus on the present and what's happening now, reflections of who we are today. I wouldn't say that my work is a reflection of issues that are going to affect the future, but my work usually reflects on what's happening now with our generation like, in this moment, so to speak, with, without kind of um, shifting focus to, like, the consequences or what's in store for the future. Yeah, so I try to keep my work present, and sometimes I, I keep it a little anecdotal. Um, I did this piece called the, the Humble back in 2010, which was paying homage to, you know, a group of people in Santa Fe young, indigenous, like-minded artists who started a space, who showed their artwork, you know, created music shows, and it was a venue. And my goal with that was an anecdotal goal. It was to pay homage to the people that really own that present time and space.
1: Was it that showed you how to do films, or did you teach yourself?
0: In high school, um, I got into filmmaking by myself. I didn't have a mentor, I didn't have anybody to teach me. I got interested in it because I was getting involved in a lot of activism, the protection of our sacred sites in south dakota with the lakotas and dakotas cheyenne you know the plains tribes our sacred sites they were being um the sanctity of them was was being threatened and i got involved in that in high school and i always felt like i wanted to do more like i could do more and i just didn't know how to do more and i remember going to this film festival and seeing these kind of shoddy documentaries that really didn't have a focus, that were boring, they were talking heads and, you know, I thought, man, you know, film could, you know, you you can do so much with that medium and I wish people, you know, could make better films, you know, I was very, (laughs) I was really critical when I was young (laughs) and, you know, but I maybe call it criticism, but maybe I just had an eye for it and... I don't know, like, it just kind of clicked one day when I was like, you know what, like, I could do that. My mom, I credit my mom for kind of challenging me, hmm. you know, kind of challenging that idea of, like, oh, you know, these aren't very good documentaries. And then she's like, well, you should make one. And I looked at her, and I was like, maybe I will. You know, I was like a <laughs> feisty teenager. And I'm like, but I need a camera. She's like, you really want to make something? And I said, yeah. Yeah. She's like, well, we'll work on that. So she got me my first camera in exchange for getting good grades. And I took that camera and I started filming all of the protesting, all of the rallies in South Dakota, all of the important events that were happening. And it was my contribution to doing more for my people. And I still have all those tapes. I still have all that footage. And... I often think to myself, what am I going to do with this? And maybe I will do something with it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just time. So I mean, that's how I got into filmmaking. It was really self-driven. I I got into filmmaking as a as a chance almost to like to help my people to contribute to the cause in the way that I knew I could. So that's essentially as for editing as for camera work i've grew up watching films since i was really little since i was five four three i was a baby when i was watching movies (laughs) i mean i probably didn't couldn't quite compute what was happening but i remember i used to watch pulp fiction a lot when i was five and i still watch pulp fiction a lot and um at a young age I, i knew it was a movie I knew it wasn't real. I knew that, you know, I I was very a precocious kid, and I think being exposed to an eclectic array of of film from an early age helped influence, you know, how I see and perceive film right now and why I choose to make it. I'm very um, conscientious of my of my cinematography, of my editing choices, and, of course, sound, music. And, you know, the whole thing is just a really intricate and amazing process. And it's, you have to nurture each piece, like, almost like a baby, so.
1: Is there an indigenous filmmaker out there today that you kind of look up
0: to it or are inspired by? Yeah, there are some indigenous filmmakers out there that, you know I look up to Taika Waititi is you know indigenous from New Zealand and his work is just really eccentric and amazing and funny and smart and intelligent Um, I would have to say uh, you know Black Horse Lowe and Sterling Harjo they're acquaintances of mine and I really like their work, you know? I, mean, I see them around and stuff and and they're cool cats and it's cool to be kind of like in, in that realm of, you know, being able to, to talk and uh, be around these people that are doing things. So that's always a fun experience.
1: Are you interested in the whole showcasing of the film? Like, do you go to festivals and do you, like, submit for awards and stuff like that? Does that intrigue you? Are you are you into that?
0: <laughs> to an extent, I am. I, I go where I'm invited. <laughs> I try not to go out of my way too much to attend festivals. A, for logistical reasons. I don't have a lot of money to be going, you know jet setting all over the place (laughs) i'm a b i'm in school so you know i don't have a lot of time to to be free time to be doing that but i do attend festivals i've attended festivals since i was a teenager just to see films and i still attend festivals just to see films and sometimes i'm in the festivals and that's always cool um more recently i was in the taos shorts film festival and i actually won an award So that was cool. I wasn't expecting that to, um, you know, garner such accolades at an internationally known film festival and stand in front of a packed theater and try to thank a bunch of people in 30 seconds and you (laughs) kind of blank. And then, so it's a cool experience, but at the same time, it's not why I make films. I I mean, I make films so that it can get shown, so that people can see it, so that I can share stories with one, you know, an audience. But as for the showcasing and the scene and all that stuff, it's cool if you can rock it, but I'm not at that point where that's all I can think about. I'm way more interested in, in, um, in my art form. I'm way more interested in making a good film so that it could stay with people, so that people can remember it. Where would you say you are at in your career, in your film career, Honest, in an honest way? I would say I'm at the very beginning. Um, like I said, I'm still in school, and although I have a lot of, like, independent experience under my belt. I have about 10 years of independent experience. I'm... I'm... very fresh in my career. I'm... I will be shooting my first real short film uh, next month. So, I'm working with my producers 80 um, production designers to make this project happen, and it was through trial and t- tribulation, three years worth, to where I'm at a point of where I can finally be confident in myself, in my art, to where I wanna I wanna take it to the next level. So that's where I'm at, and I don't consider myself you know a big deal (laughs) kind of not a big deal
1: (laughs) (laughs) so what would you measure as success in the filmmaker realm and as pertaining to you oh
0: wow that is a loaded question (laughs) i guess success to me would be um you know, five million dollar penthouse. <laughs> you know, about five Lamborghinis, <laughs> sixty sixty seven Chevy Nova. <laughs> the huge. You know, the huge. <laughs> That's success to me. <laughs> Nova <but> for real. <laughs> I I wanna be I wanna be that that director you know within the independent film industry that in 10 20 years from now will have set a standard within film that can always be remembered that can always be noted i mean that to me is successful i mean i want i want people i mean we have to think about our audience and i don't want to pander to like a mainstream audience i don't want to pander to anybody but i i want to basically i want to help with this paradigm shift that we were talking about a little while ago mm. i want to i want to help i don't want to say i want to revolutionize because that's way too big of a word <laughs> <laughs> Literally and figuratively, it's too big of a word. <laughs> I, I guess I just I want to I want to be a part of this change of this change of consciousness that's happening within this generation of indigenous people. I I want to I don't want to be the person that that takes away from positive change and experience of what's happening now. I wanna be the person that adds to the positive experience and change that's happening so that several years from now our young people, our people in general, can you know, look back and be like, oh hey, this person, you know, we, we recognize this person for doing this and, you know, and it was a good positive thing for society. You know, not just for our people, but for society as a whole, so that we can have future generations to look back on and reflect. That's success. I will. I will have done my job in that sense. I will have um, participated, whether it's in the conversation that helps progress another conversation, or whether it's making a documentary that um, sort of a uh, captures you know even notable people whether it's making a film that captures the essence of our generation as it is now so that we can look back and be like oh this is how it was back then it, I mean nobody can ever say oh this is how it was you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> but I mean we but so long as like a lot of people are doing what I'm doing we can gain a bigger picture if there's more perspectives you know Put into like one holistic view.
1: Stay inspired. I know life can throw curveballs, and um, you know, shit can get crazy. Um, how do you stay on track? And I, I mean, you said you're at the beginning, you know, you said you're at the beginning for, um, for this journey of filmmaking. How do you stay on track and not lose sight or hope in your
0: in your art, in your work? I think just being confident in the everyday and taking it one step at a time and knowing that I have faith in myself that this is how I feel today and this is what I want to do today i ultimately will lead to the bigger picture, the future of how it's supposed to be I think consistency is important um... staying consistent with Being a professional, with being, staying consistent with my academic studies, staying consistent with relationships, whether it's friendships, intimate relationships, familial relationships, business relationships, that's really important. That stays, that helps me stay motivated um, to want to keep myself in a good place, knowing that I have to keep up relationships you know because it's not always about me you know it's never about just one singular person but at the same time I never forget to be selfish sometimes that's important Um, because how how am I going to help the cause or how am I going to take care of other people or how am I going to help others when I can't even help myself so that's another thing is like staying true to myself and taking time to be selfish whether it's getting that extra hour of sleep or you know taking myself out to a good meal those are that's what I mean by selfish and I don't mean like you know hoarding money and if my (laughs) if my brother needs you know 100 bucks I'm I'm like I don't got that go somewhere else (laughs) that's not what I mean (laughs) but you know I mean being selfish you know taking the extra moments in my life to for me you know, so that I can be a better person for others, so I can be a better artist, so I can be, you know, a better citizen of our society.
1: So so you talked about your introduction to film being inspired by kind of what's happening in the world, like environmentally and, and through mm-hmm. like what, what your tribes are going through, etc., so what is inspiring you in your work now? Like, how how do you relate to the films that you're making or the films that you want to make?
0: I think a lot of my work really, in a way, doesn't have a direct relationship to, like, this environmental social activism. I think what I'm doing now, like, at this moment, this next project kind of really... Does and it doesn't have a lot to do with the reason why I got into filmmaking, and for me that's okay you know for it's almost like I'm stepping outside my own box and in order to reassess the box you know that I want to create in the future it's kind of you gotta be inside of it and you got to be outside of it and pretty soon there's not going to even be a box like you know we all have to start off somewhere, I me mean, whether it is a broken box already, whether it's a constructed box. And, you know, in order to break the box and break the barriers and break the stereotypes, you know, we have to venture inside and outside the box in order to, for us to really truly find ourselves and what, why we're here. So I think what I'm doing right now is I'm venturing outside the box for myself. And the box does have a very uh, a noble... I guess noble goal, um, noble concept, but should it always be that? I don't. I don't want to restrict myself to that. So I think it's just part of the process. Actually, where I'm at now may not be a direct influence on where I once was, but that doesn't mean I can't come back in a full circle and change that. You know. Mm-hmm. So I don't really have a set path. And I think that's kind of like the beauty of what I'm doing right now for myself, that is. Is the content that you're working on now more like internal? The film I'm working on is called I Am Thy Weapon. Um, back in 2012, um, the Sundance Film Institute awarded uh, me the Native Lab Fellowship, which is basically a, a work, uh, five-day workshop and the chance to network with um, industry professionals. And they've helped me in the process to revise my story and to help get it to the point where I can go into production. So that's, that's where I'm at now. And the story itself is basically about seeing yourself, as a weapon against struggle, not literally, but figuratively. The story's about a, a young woman who uses her artistic medium to rise above her struggle and to pay homage to uh, family and to receive closure for a loved one that's passed. And she uses her her medium, her artistic medium, to to do that. And I think a lot of us in this generation find solace in our art forms and that's basically what it's about, is a reflection of what it's like to be that type of person and to do that. Um, Back in the day when our ancestors, when a loved one died, you know, there were many ceremonies and there was protocol as to how we dealt with death. And since it's not the 1800s anymore, since it's 2015, it's like, how do we process grief? You know, how do we process that today? And, you know, we have so many modern anemones, um, we have cell phones, running water, cars. We don't live how it once was. So, with this film, it's about an indigenous young woman who finds closure in you know, in today's society, and how she does that is through um artistic means. So, That's what the movie essentially is about. I am that weapon, we are our own weapons, whether it's filmmaking, whether our weapon is our art, whether our weapon is music, you know, it's how we process, it's how we fight the struggle.
1: could change one thing about humanity
0: what would it be money I would love to change this concept of money that we have going on in humanity because money is derivative from greed and glutton selfishness and excess And I feel like that's really the core of why we have so many problems today. You know, greed, glutton, you know, fosters a lot of negative behavior, and a lot of big corporations are just all about money, the economy, capitalism, you know? It's like, what, I mean, it fosters laziness, you know what I mean? It's like, I I would love, I, I wouldn't, I don't know, actually. I don't know what would happen if we didn't have money. So, <laughs> it's kind of a scary concept, like, but I know, like, if without money, it would force people to barter with one another. And, like, how do you barter, you know? You got to do your own work, you know? I would love for people to become self-sufficient again and I think money doesn't allow any room you know to be self-sufficient I think money just kind of this is like invisible you know thing that really that we're told has this immense value but it kinda like can't burn money can't eat money you know can't feed money to our young children to keep them alive so, I guess that's what I would change. Can
1: you think of a story um of a of a kind of a turning point for
0: you where you realized that you had to be an artist? I don't really think there was a distinct turning point in my life. Both of my parents were artists, and my mom's still an artist. I'm, you know, my father passed away a year and a half ago, but he was always an artist. So it's just, I kind of grew up with art being like this natural way of life, of being. And I never really thought of film as an art form until I got older, until after I was skating, skateboarding and making films. It was during that time when I kind of realized that like, Filmmaking is, is an art form, and so is skateboarding. You know, essentially, there's a lot of things that can be considered art. But for me, you know, filmmaking is how I express myself. Filmmaking is what drives me. Filmmaking, you know, helps me relay my view of the world to other people and to share it. So in that in that sense, that's what art, I guess, is a little bit... I guess that's what art is to me, you know, a little bit, but a little bit of that, a little bit of this, you know, a lot of things. I think a lot of things are art. So, mm-hmm. yeah, the term art is so weird. Yeah. Even the word art is just so strange. Art. <laughs> Three letters, one syllable. <laughs> I want to ask this question: What is art? dot dot
1: dot (laughs) (laughs) it just seems like everything has as much value as we place on it you know and Mm -hmm. I think art is a really great example of that Mm -hmm. and it seems really complicated to be a filmmaker because it is seen as entertainment in so many ways so I I do see personally from a non-film perspective a significant difference between kind of independent art films and like entertainment films. And oh yeah.
0: Do you believe
1: that there's that juxtaposition?
0: Yes, there's a major juxtaposition between independent art films and mainstream box office, you know, m- big budgeted movies. There's there's a huge difference. In, I'm not, I'm not looking to do the latter. Um, I really want to make films, to to share experiences and stories, and to not make something that's completely solely entertaining, that's gonna bring millions of dollars into the box office. There are people out there, that do that and that want to do that, and that's fine. You know, everyone has their role in life, and. If But then it also goes back to the money and greed thing, you know? Traditionally, our our people were storytellers. You know, there's this history of orlature within indigenous uh, communities and tribes where, you know, there was one person that told stories, and there are many people that told stories, you know, within each band or within each tribe. But then um, it was through that storyteller that you know, stories were passed down from one generation to the next. And I think filmmaking is a form of that, modern day form of that. When we have the technology to um, kind of like solidify the words and the visuals to how we see it, but back then we had to use our imaginations. We had to use our brains to connect with the story you know, and that story became an individual experience to each tribal member. But with film, it's kind of different because I'm taking my own concept I'm taking my own writings and dialogue and visuals and sharing it with people, and how I see it. But the be- beautiful thing about it is how other people react to that, react to those visuals, react to the dialogue. And that within Excel within itself is an experience. And that's kind of, you know, that's what I think is beautiful about this process is each person um, creating their own experience as a reaction to what I'm showing
1: them. Is the archival aspect of film frightening to you? (laughs) That once you create something, it's kind of existing forever, unlike other forms of art that um, will get buffed over like graffiti or you know Mm -hmm. how does that make you feel knowing that that moment in your (laughs) life is a lasting impression
0: (laughs) yeah filmmaking is not ephemeral you know it's it is pretty much like there and it's gonna be like that you know for as long as it, it can survive in its physical format you know it's scary because it's um you know It's exciting and scary for the reasons, as I've said before, is, like, people are going to look back and see this and, oh, this is how it was. But then there's also the contrary aspect of it. Like, oh, that's how it was, you know? (laughs) So with that, it's cool and it's it's frightening, too. Like, I can—that's kind of, like, that's what's enticing about it, you know? I like—I like things that— make my adrenaline pumping <laughs> 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 so I'm willing to take that risk and I don't mind you know I, I, I don't I don't mind I mean I I am someone that doesn't like harsh criticism and I know it's gonna come and it comes with the territory so it's it's about conditioning myself to be prepared for that and If it's not gonna be me, it's gonna be somebody else. And, you know, hey, I'm already doing it, so I'm just gonna keep going.
1: have any advice to say to other young people out there who might kind of be five steps behind where you are and listening to this podcast um kind of any seeds of knowledge or something that you've learned that you're like damn I wish somebody told me <laughs> that you could share
0: yeah um I would say don't don't be afraid to take a chance and to jump into your passion, I mean, despite what other people may tell you of what a safer, more secure route of life would be, you know don't be afraid to to take the risk and follow your dreams, follow your passion. um you never know what could come of it um, don't don't be afraid to allow yourself to become vulnerable either. I think um the strongest people in life are the ones that al- allow themselves to be vulnerable and weak and it just shows how much strength that they truly have to get through the hard times to get through the obstacles so that they can go on and live another day and you know help other people don't be afraid to help people either you know stay confident in yourself because as long as you're confident in yourself then those issues with uh, jealousy, the, the the fear of someone else being better than you will only inhibit you and your work. you know as long as you have confidence in yourself, you know let that rise above so that you can do what's good for you and try not to focus on what other people you know have to say, or try not to focus on what other people think, you know. That's a really hard concept. It's an easy concept to say, but it's a hard concept to grasp and enact in everyday life. Yeah.
1: And the last moment is kind of what I like to call the soapbox moment. If there is something that you want to say to the world, this is your forum.
0: (laughs) If I had, like, literally a soapbox to stand on, (laughs) and it rose to hundreds of thousands of feet above the earth to where I could project my voice to everybody I wouldn't even know what to say (laughs) I guess one thing I'd like to say to the world is um let's let's start creating cool stuff again let's make this happen I know cool stuff has been happening for like years but I mean let's let's keep doing this let's make a change let's make something happen together. Let's do this together. Together. Let's unify. No more of this jealousy, fear, bullshit. Let's just take care of one another, you know? Let's take care of one another. Let's love one another and all that hippie bullshit. (laughs) Let's do it. What do